Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This time we look at the team to the south, and that is the Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubisky, they did not pick up his option, and that was pretty telling in the offseason. And now we talk more about the benching of Mitch Trubisky as we talk to uh, Mark Grody, the Bears sideline reporter, and from 670 The Score down in Chicago. Mark, how you doing? I am doing well, Bill. Yeah, it, it happened. It, um, the, the benching, which some thought was inevitable and, um, you know, something that had to occur, and it finally went down the other day. I, uh, I, I guess, how is the team itself accepting this? I mean, obviously they got a win, and Nick Foles has experience. He's a Super Bowl MVP. If I'm a teammate down there, I'm probably saying, you know, if he gives us the best chance to win, go for it. Yeah, I think most of the the Bears that we have heard from so far, most of you know, obviously specifically the receivers and those who catch the football are the ones that you want to hear from most. It's the reviews are very positive based on what he did, having thrown three touchdown passes. Two were negated, as a matter of fact, so he could have had, maybe should have had five touchdown passes. Although they may not have been earnestly going for five if they hadn't had those reversed. Uh, however, it was an extremely successful Bears debut for Dick Foles. So most of the feedback from the players is, yeah, this looks good. And it changes things a little bit because the style of Nick Foles is different than that of Mitchell Trubisky. The way he handles himself in the huddle is different from that of Mitch Trubisky. He improvises a little bit more, ad-libs a bit more, does things differently. So, I, And I think for the better – but it's also going to take some time for the receivers to get used to the new style. Um, the next question is, will Matt Nagy change his style of play call? Yeah, I think so. I do think so. I think that this will allow Matt Nagy to use more of the playbook that he kind of put away for a while. He still used many concepts from it, and I'm sure many plays. Well, he did use plays from the, the original playbook that he walked into Hallis Hall with three years ago, but it became a little bit more conservative. He wasn't using everything. As I like to say, he you know he tore out chapters of the book to make it right, and it seemed like even even more than ever this year because he really finally accepted that you got to run the ball if Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. So so now this allows him to maybe get back into some of the timing concepts that he wanted to do. You have, like I said, a quarterback who can ad-lib a little bit, a quarterback who is really good at getting you know an offensive line 
set up and to see things that maybe Trubisky was not able to see. I think the only thing that is different, really, um, or I should say the, the skill set that Nick Foles doesn't have that Trubisky had was the ability to run the football. I mean, that's kind of a non-starter when you begin to talk about, you know, called running plays or even big scrambles like Trubisky had and has had throughout his career. So, yeah, I don't know exactly how it plays out, Bill, but, I, yeah, I definitely think you're going to see a different play calling Matt Nagy with Foles in there. So with Foles in there, a good defense, an undefeated record, what is – are, are suddenly people believers that the Chicago Bears are off to some kind of a, a destiny this season, or are you looking at it as going, eh, take all of this with a grain of salt right now? Yeah, I think it's more of the latter, take it with a grain of salt. And and that's the that's the vibe from even from the team. I mean, they, they know. Like, like, for example, after that win the other day in Atlanta where they're down big, down over a couple of touchdowns late in the game, and they come back, you know, they, they usually have – big celebrations when they win something called club dub the bears do where they just go crazy in the locker room after wins no matter what and you know a couple players and even matt nagy said it wasn't the same because they know that there's a lot of things that they still have to tighten up and that despite having won these three games there was that it was maximum effort two of the wins were against subpar teams and the giants and the lions and, well, you could even put Atlanta in that category, too, now that they're 0-3, but I think that they're better than the, the first two teams I mentioned. So, yeah, I think it is a grain of salt. I think the fan base is, is the same way, too. That they, I mean, look, if you watch these games, you know that the Bears are not yet dominant in any way, shape, or form in any facet of the game. I mean, not, nothing has looked consistent. Nothing has looked like a 3-0 and team, that's for sure. They can still get there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they, it's good when you win games and you and you can still get better and you can work through things that are not good when you're winning. So there's still a chance to get there. But right now, yeah, I mean, every, everybody knows. Unless you're just looking at box scores and not watching these games, you you got to be crazy not to think that it's a, that you take this with a grain of salt. What does the loss of Tariq Cohen out for the season mean for that offense? You know, he's a home run hitter. You know, that we haven't seen a lot of the the home runs. When, and I say that from the uh, perspective of him being a running back or a receiver. You know, with the with the punting game, he's gonna have, he's gonna hit the home runs. I mean, you know, he's gonna do that. He's a perennial Pro Bowler because of special teams. But he's still one of the fastest guys on this team. And like I said, he he is capable of at any time, you know, breaking a play. And you don't have a whole lot of those guys on your team at this point, like the speed guys who you know can go from you know zero to eighty in about five seconds. So um, you know that that's what it means. You know, Tariq Cohen since twenty eighteen has not been as big a part of the offense as he was in that year, and that's something that they've been trying to figure out. Last year was just kind of a lost year for him, but he was looking better this year. And then poof, he goes out with a torn ACL. And uh, so, so they are there without a potential, you know, game breaker. Uh, we're talking with uh, our good friend Mark Grody, the Bears silent reporter, also works at 670 The Score down there in Chicago. Uh, Matt Nagy brings in some new coaches this year. It seems like they're – like Matt Nagy's getting some different advice this year. He's doing some things a little bit different. They're also running them, some things a little bit different. How much is an impact of some of the new coaching staff made on Matt Nagy and the way he kind of goes about the business of calling a game, playing defensively a game and such? 
Yeah, that's a good question because these are officially Matt Nagy's guys. You know, John Filippo, <clears throat> excuse me, the quarterbacks coach, and Juan Castillo, Bill Lazor, all these guys are, are guys that Matt Nagy has worked with. These are all guys for the most part, too, that had worked with Nick Foles, by the way. So, it, you know, in terms of their impact, I guess we're going to find out more now, Bill, because they, they, they obviously are in Matt Nagy's ear. I think Matt Nagy is good at delegating authority, but all of a sudden there's a new quarterback now. So kind of like throw away whatever work was done by those guys with this offense and with this quarterback. Not not the whole offense, but with the quarterback, you throw it away, and that's obviously a huge part of it. So this is going to be this is going to be where it gets really interesting with those with the coordinators and with the assistants because I always felt coming in that the the one big advantage that Foles had had when the competition was on during camp was how, how does Mitchell Trubisky compete with these coaches who are all they all got to be on Nick Foles' side because they all work with him. How could they not be? It's human nature. They don't know Mitch. So, you know, this becomes very interesting now to see how they work with him. And you would have to think, one would think, that they would work very well with Nick Foles and this offense. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, Matt Matt Nagy is still the the play caller. That's not something that he is, um, you know, relinquished in any way, shape, or form. So it's still his card on game day, it's his script, it's nobody else's. But, yeah, they this is these are his guys in his ear throughout the week for sure. Obviously, Allen Robinson, the big threat for that team, but I'm, I'm like, over here shaking my head. Ten catches for Jimmy Graham all of a sudden, three touchdowns? Hey, what, are you drinking out of the fountain of youth down there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I forgot. Uh, Jimmy didn't do so well with Aaron Rodgers last year. I think um, – yeah, it, it's interesting, man. I, I was talking about this yesterday that I, when they signed Jimmy Graham, I thought, okay, he's kind of going to, be, like, I thought maybe the Bears had seen something. All right, we, we see a way that we could use Jimmy Graham. And I thought it was going to be in more of a niche role, specific scenarios, maybe red zone. I mean, I know that's the obvious answer, you know, put Jimmy Graham, Graham in in red zone situations or just, just put him in spots where there are positions for him to win. But it's not been like that. They're running a lot of this offense through Jimmy Graham. They're doing what they had wanted to do with Trey Burton, who was the, a, a bust of a free agent tight end signing from a couple of years ago from Philadelphia, who was supposed to be their all-purpose U tight end, who they were going to run everything through, and they weren't able to do it because he was either injured or just ineffective. And now you bring in Jimmy Graham, and all of a sudden, they're kind of trying to do the same things with him that they had wanted to do to a different degree, to a different degree, with with Trey Burton. And it's been really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, just the volume is what has surprised me. And, and for the most part, Jimmy Graham has been successful. And, you know, as always, you know, he's catching footballs, and they're also raving about his blocking. We'll see how long that that lasts. And I know coaches like to like to rave about blocking, but he's here to he's here to catch passes. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised, and he's kind of nullified to some degree. Cole Komet, who is the the second round rookie tight end out of Notre Dame, who the Bears had high hopes for, and I thought would make a faster impact. But I think that because of how good Jimmy Graham has been so far, that that Cole Komet has not really gotten his uniform dirty. 
It's uh, it's certainly a saga that we're going to pay attention to, but a three and and0 Bears team at this point, man, I'm I'm scratching my head a little bit. But then again, hey, uh, take what uh, take what life gives you and try to make uh, lemons out of it. So hopefully, or lemonade out of it. So hopefully, uh, by the time the Bears and the Packers meet up, it means a lot because that rivalry has always been so good, and the Bears have not been in recent history. So maybe maybe they're back to something here with Nick Foles. We'll wait and see. Uh, Mark, always great to talk to you, pal. Hi, Bill. Always a pleasure, man. Talk soon. Appreciate it. There you go. Mark Grody, Chicago Bears sideline reporter, 670 The Score Insider. You can find him at Mark Grody Sports, at Mark Grody Sports. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.